All right, everybody. Yeah, we're in here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back. Say it. Welcome back to the Eric Anders Lang Show. I can't even tell you how excited I am for today's show. As always, we're brought to you by Precision Pro, and in my hands, I've got a new piece of metal. How does it feel? It's the NX10. I mean, honestly, it feels, looks, it smells like plastic. It is plastic. Mysteries revealed. The NX10, I've heard it. It's their best rangefinder they've ever made technically, and it's also customizable. You can change the sheath. You hear that noise? That's the sound of a snowball cover coming on and coming off. Yeah. We've got a couple of random golf club identifiers on there. It's cool. It's got good weight. Anyway, thank you, Precision Pro, for supporting Random Golf Club for the last five years. That's half a decade. You're right. Oh, my God. That, that kid is learning how to share. That kid's in kindergarten. You can go to precisionpro.com. Use okay, code. This kid? <laughs> that kid in the corner. What does it sound the, like when I, I yell into the wall? <laughs> the kid's in timeout. Sorry. <laughs> I went to timeout. Like recently. <laughs> 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 is the, the, the Use code Eric, E-R-I-K. That's Eric with a K. We see you in the comments. You need to know how to spell his name. Get the name right for the discount. If you want to make money, learn how to spell. Can you say that? <laughs> My girlfriend's dyslexic. It's fine. Relax. Honestly, creative. Be creative. Why are you making that face? I thought, well, it's obviously this isn't going in. Yesterday you were like, why isn't that going in? Oh, yeah, I said she's not my girlfriend. Yesterday, yeah. That was today. Yeah, t today you're driving. Today you driving in a car. Yeah, last night. Yeah. Today you oh, <laughs> show up in a BMW. It's as close as you can be to being a. I don't know what girlfriend means anymore. I heard that when you're seeing someone, mm -hmm. you're exclusive. When you're dating. It's like you just met. And when you're hanging out, you're basically married. Can I leave this in? I want to leave parts of this in. Can you I can leave the whole thing okay, in? Okay, I'm leaving some. I'm gonna, I'll be judicious. This is the Eric Anders Lang show, my I'm going to leave out the part where you said she wasn't last night. You can leave that in. Okay. Look, last night, some, some new information arrived. <laughs> you know, I woke up this morning and I felt a little bit more, you know, like girlfriendy. Well, congratulations. I guess. I'm happy. You're happy. Yeah. Nothing changed. Yeah. For the purposes of simplicity, <laughs> she's my girlfriend. I don't know if I'm her boyfriend though. How about that? Oh, that's a good question. Different it's thing. it is not a two like it's they're not mutually exclusive. That's a really great thing to point out. Yeah, I can be. Uh, yeah, that's an. I don't know how that works. That's kind of an exchange rate thing. I I'll buy your dollars for this. I'll say this, and and I'll be totally honest because you're being totally honest. I called my current girlfriend my girlfriend for far longer than she knew I was calling her my <laughs> girlfriend, and she was furious when she found out because. People kept asking her what I was, and she had to be like, oh, a guy I'm seeing, because she was nervous that I wouldn't like it. Right. But whenever it asked me, like, I would just be like, like, when you would ask me, I'm like, yeah, she's my girlfriend. Right. I just don't feel like explaining. Even it was like second date. Yeah, exactly. I was, well, I'd, I'd seen her photo on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you're like on the way to the first date, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go be my I, girlfriend. I got to I gotta be right back. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, it's like you've never met. It's crazy. They're just words, you know? They're words you say yeah. to other people. It's true. But you don't say them to each other. What's funny is I, I've had a lot of coffees with, my, with a guy friend. Uh -huh. I've never had a coffee with a boyfriend. Wow. <laughs> it's not too late. Um, you know what they do in Egypt? Have I told you this already? Not at all, no. Men holding hands down the street, totally normal. Oh, of course. Yeah, sorry. I knew this. Yes. When I was taking uh, Masri Arabic, Egyptian Arabic in college, uh, that culture tradition. Now, he hear me out on this. Why is it that as a culture, we are more comfortable seeing two men carry guns as opposed to hold hands? In America? Mm -hmm. It's a great question. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of whys that I want to get answered. And that's, I hate to segue, but that's the reason to listen to this podcast, because who do we have on? 
Well, we have on Francis, but how does he answer that question? Because he has so many whys that you guys answer. Oh, yeah, he's a why guy. Podcast. He's such a why guy. He's a why guy. Got a lot of love for Francis. If you haven't seen on the YouTube channel, he is a. this is not the best use of his talents, but it is a good use of his talents. Uh, caddied for me in a couple Break 90 films, and... Uh, I mean, I threw it out there in the in the old in the country club. I said, "Can he just go break 75, 72? I I don't know what course we're gonna do it. We have to do it, right? We should just send him to Sawgrass and start over again, just like season one, like just reboot. Like send him back to Sawgrass. You know what I mean? Like it's a prequel. What if Francis goes out and hit, plays two balls at Sawgrass? Wow, I would watch that. Uh, here's the question, because the I have to ask it. The YouTube comments were asking it. Were what about you holding the bag? Role reversal, master. Francis is back. Yeah. Totally down. You just go like... I'd love that. It'd be amazing. The problem is I feel like I'm such a fuck with her that I, I feel like I would fuck with him. Yeah, you would be like... I feel like I would want to have fun more than I'd want him to like succeed. <laughs> You'd be like... It probably points to my own roadblocks. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's like... You're like three under, huh? Yeah, I'd be like, Francis, don't fuck this up. Everyone's watching. Yeah. <laughs> Literally hundreds of thousands. I was like, you know what the difference is between this and MasterChef, Francis? People can't comment on MasterChef. <laughs> love that one time we were in a podcast and uh i was saying something and i was self-editing and i was like oh you know i thinking about it like thousands of people might listen to this and you look me dead in the eyes and you're like well no judge like no one's listening to it right now (laughs) 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 like we're just in a room you can't think about it like that yeah we're just uh you, you, when you, you, in the, when you look in the lens, what do you see? That's the Rorschach of the influencer right there. <laughs> That's incredible. That's an ink blot to, to remember. Yeah. Um, just a bit of recap on the RGC week. We dropped the vintage collection. Really exciting. Um, look, only three of you got something, but I know thousands of you came to the site. We want to start kind of doing more vintage stuff. For me, it's just like artwork. I love presenting it online. I love sharing with people. You know, we... Um, we put it up for like exactly what we paid for, basically, and it's just a fun way to celebrate uh, and like show cool stuff. And yeah, maybe we will come out with a vintage collection someday. I realized I made it made it sound unclear like we were coming out with a collection of vintage things that we had created, but one day that may happen. Um, and obviously, the shot heard around the world, the oh most illegal God. shot in golf, the most illegal shot at the oldest course in the world. Kind of like, I mean, you know, not as. I was nervous that we were going to break a window or break like our reputation. Actually, no, nah, let's cut that out. I was nervous that we were going to like issue some serious damage and make it like kind of an embarrassing thing. But the truth is, whatever, you got to see the video. We hit a shot from the Dunvegan over like a 10,000 year old. It would be like going to the pyramids and hitting a shot over the pyramids. Wait. Okay, so Wait. we'll see you next week in Giza. Wait, I. Did almost get did you painted. Yeah, Egypt. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, they took my drone. They were they put like it was a whole story, but you know they I, they I, they like they were like, do you have a drone in this bag? And I was like, no. And then they were like, open it. And I was like, oh god. Was that a different time or the same trip as the military base episode? Was that the military base episode? Military golf. That was in India. That was in India. Yeah. And that was another time where that story's insane. You need to tell that story on a pod sometime. What happened on that story? Oh, oh, that was in Nepal. Yes, that's what the I'm leeches. talking about. The leeches? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we should do a show. Let's do an episode on just AIG stories. It's like, for the, by the way, AIG season seven, coming yeah. before you know it, we're definitely going to do some deep dives, answer yeah. some questions, bring the Q&A back. Yeah. So let's stay tuned AIG for that. Stories. Anyway, let's get into the show. Um, but real quick, head over to the RGC Radio YouTube channel to watch the video podcasts coming out every week. 
check out to the regular RGC Films channel to watch the Dunvegan shot. You'll get nervous. Your palms are going to sweat if they don't t- lay off the magnesium. Uh, we'll see you on the uh, the next ad break. Uh, a whole new world. A whole new world. Well, I mean, it's a song that goes beyond just a song because it's like it. It. I. I don't know. We haven't really talked. We've talked about a lot, Francis, in our time together, both in Austin, talking about golf, doing events together, and also you really bringing up the reins as caddying for the breaking series with me. And and caddy is an understatement, right? Yeah. You're 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 much more of a guide, a guru, a shepherd, uh, a uh, a a a friend that I've not known too long, but I feel very close to when we are on the golf course together. Yeah, yeah, and I I feel like maybe we get let's push for the term caddy to be turned into something else like like your core sherpa yeah you know you know your 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 almost spirit guide there cuz your caddy really is your best friend out there on the golf course right you're talking to him or her through every shot how you're feeling yeah. they're trying to make sure that you feel good when you hit that next shot right yeah it's optimum <laughs> to be feeling good before the shot yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> you don't sure want to be mad you don't want to, sure yeah exactly helps. no that's been we awesome. don't do that though do no we? we we really don't no, no, we don't. So just to like get, uh, you know, everyone listening is wondering who's Francis. So let's answer that question first. Francis Biondi, um, we met, um, what's I guess, a couple months ago, two, three months yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, two, three months ago, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You kind of, um, you know, late one night, Forrest and I were um, dreaming about what we were going to do with the front of our space here in Austin, Texas. And we knew that having a professional, a, 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 a person who understands the swing, a, a trainer, if you will, would be really integral to like growing out the space. And so all of a sudden you were here, right? Because Forrest knew you from Shadow Glen and you were giving lessons out there. And that's really my first introduction to Francis, but you're that, that's like a, a sliver of who what what makes Francis Francis. What do you see that's like what what tell me about yourself? Like what's your relationship with yourself like? You know, who, who do you see when you look in the mirror? Sure. Um I see somebody who's uh persevering to become a better version of themselves every day. And I think that's probably what we all strive to do, right? Um I, I'm a golfer, uh, a once pro golfer, you could say, really playing professionally every day, trying to get in as many tournaments, um, touring. I've always loved the mentoring side, the coaching side. When I was a kid, I told myself, you know, I'd love to have some sort of career playing the sport and eventually be able to teach others maybe how to unlock that extra percentage that they might need to be able to get to their highest dreams or aspirations in the sport of golf. Right. Um, so. I found myself in this space in Austin where there, I thought, was a lack of coaches, mentors um, to the high demand of golfers coming in from both coasts of America, right? So I was like, let's bring what I saw when I grew up in Florida to Austin. Um, Started doing clinics, um, teaching, coaching people, some of the members, some other of my friends who are players as well. And I, I, I loved it. And I've always loved doing this. And... When I first moved here two years ago, I kind of, it's weird. I kind of just like manifested this idea of, you know, it'd be so cool because I was watching a lot of YouTubers to get in front of Eric and the team at Random Golf Club and one day be able to pitch some ideas, maybe collab or figure out a, a way for us both to get together. And years down the line, I ended up in Austin. You ended up in Austin. Random Golf Club's in Austin. I get a DM from Forrest. I was like, 
who's, who's this guy? He's with, really with Random Golf Club. This is happening right now. And I never really reached out, you know, always seeing myself as I'm just that another teaching pro. Like I, I play golf. I like it. I, I'd love to grow in this space, but I don't know how to do that. Um, you guys reached out and this sparked this whole idea. And I think, you know, a seed was planted and now we're just, we're watering that. Did you know that? I did not know that. Did you, you know, know that? that? Yeah, he told me that. You know that. I didn't know that. He, he, you told me that it was the morning of the break 90 at the country club. And we're yeah. sitting in the meeting room. And I was just asking him the question you just asked. Who is Francis Biondi? And he said, uh, I've you know, known Eric for years and came to Texas. And part of me was like, this is going to happen. And you weren't even happened. here yet. Well, at least you didn't announce it. And I didn't know you were really, really here until Forrest reached out to me. Right. But uh, yeah, this was it was so That's random. Crazy. Yeah, that's we could have been in any other place in the world right now. It's very weird right now. Yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, there's like a there's like a process of, like um, like, it's like a cool wanting. Where like you don't need something to happen, but you desire it to happen, but you don't need it, and it's just kind of like this like. Mm, I'm going to gravitate my thoughts towards this thing that I would like, and uh, the universe will provide whatever it's supposed to be there. Maybe it'll be better than that. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you, 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 you like have seemed to have lived a life so far that's been like quite rad. It's been it's been a journey. It's been quite the ride so far, and I I don't see it ending anytime soon. <laughs> I see this ride continuing to go up you, and down and sideways and wherever. I mean, also, people, um, if you're listening, you could also watch this on YouTube, and then you might realize that you recognize Francis. Oh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and you, get, you get recognized. Yeah. People, people come up to you, and they're like, I know you. I was, I was on this, this little show called MasterChef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually, that would be like the trump card in any like, house party I might find myself in when I was right. younger. But yeah, I got to cook for Gordon Ramsay. Um, definitely... They did a great job of making it look good, for mm. sure. Because I did give him some food that he loved, didn't spit out. Um, although I, I, we all, all have had our time where he did not like our food. But right. um, yeah, I got to cook for him. Um, that was when I was, I was almost 10 years ago. Wow. And so you were, ago, I was you're. Show. I, was 20, 20, I was 24 at the yeah. time. The show aired when I was 25, 34 right now. That's young to be like just in that world. Because that's also, um, that's like pre-Instagram actually, or like Dude. early Instagram days. Yeah, early Twitter. So, well, I mean, no, not early Twitter, but people yeah. were just starting to use these social media you know, concepts. We didn't understand what social media would become. I mean, some people probably did, but society at large, we had no idea. So we had this meeting with a marketing expert before we started filming. And they said, listen, guys, you're the top 30. Something's going to happen here. We don't know what's going to happen, but stay on your game. Take pictures, do something because years down the line, this could lead to something. This could open up a door and no one really knew what to do, right? We were just on the show. We saw ourselves, we saw ourselves come and go on the show and that was it. But all of a sudden, Instagram followers started coming in. Not like a lot, but I mean, more than just my family and friends. <laughs> like, who are these people messaging me and telling me I, I cooked well? That was, yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, who, who, what is the magnet here? Why, you know, and I've actually tried to reflect recently because for me, it's been a, it's, I almost feel like I'm post, I feel like now I'm in the second phase of my golf career, which is like in the beginning, it was very much like I'm on camera. I'm uh, a storyteller on camera. And, and you know, I'm like, now that I feel like I'm not that as much, or that's not, that, it's, to me, that's more, it's more interesting to figure out how can I actually develop community in the golf world. 
Mm -hmm. That's my new problem. Not like, how can I get more views of Eric playing golf? Right. Like, you know, that's not, I, I love playing golf. I love, I love playing golf with you. Um, even though we've never actually played together, <laughs> we need to go play together. We've been around golf together. We've been around a lot of golf yeah, together. Definitely. We should. Um, yeah, we should make time for that. Yeah. Um, Ooh. On and off, exactly. I'm not yeah. playing a match against Francis, if that's what you're talking about. What's your current handicap? Uh, I'm, I'm probably right around scratch now. I mean, at, at my you best, bleep that out. Plus, yeah, sorry, can we just <laughs> you bleep that out? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, let's say scratch. Yeah, I mean, but you're really like a plus two, probably around there. <laughs> what a jerk, around there. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably he's like, if I had to be specific, it's better than what I was saying previously. You're a humble scratch. You know, when I was playing a lot of tournaments, it was great to say like, yeah, I'm a solid scratch player. Now it's like I've taken myself out of that mindset of waking up 6 a.m. every day trying to get to this, this what we call the grind. And I think that was a bad term to call it. Everyone kind of say or hashtag like the grind, the golf grind. It's not it shouldn't be a negative term like this was our passion. This is the reason why we got up and why we breathe is to get yeah. out there. First one out on the golf course, um, get the hours in, prepare mentally, physically. Um, but that's like now taking myself out of that space. I'm like, how can I help others get to like their best yeah. golf self? Um, it's different now. I, I, I don't I'm not. Um, I don't want to like you know, like disagree with you, okay, but, yeah. but the word grind, I actually really like. And okay. I think the reason why is because when I say, and I've been saying a lot of reasons, I'm like, I'm on the grind. Oh, okay. That's so when I hear myself say the word grind, what I'm actually seeing is an old man shaping a golf club. Oh, wait, you just, you changed the game for me. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. Okay. Yeah. So I don't see like a young man stuck in a situation he doesn't want to be in. I see an old man perfecting a thing of beauty. That's a tool for people to use. Wow. Yeah, and I just I just had to share that with you because because for me I say the grind a lot and and people may not understand what I'm saying, but I say it over text a lot. Like yeah, I'm on the grind. Like I thought I, I was I thought I was going deep, and I'm at like that five foot part of the pool. You just went to the eight foot, twelve foot <laughs> deep end. He's, he's doggy paddling. And next, you know what's crazy is it, if you turn the eight sideways, it's it's infin it's infinitely deep. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you learned at the loop when you find the loop? <laughs> Yeah, we just wow. went there. We just went yeah. there. Hey, to a podcast yeah. over, right? Hey, there could be multiple <laughs> deep ends. <laughs> the podcast is over. Also, don't cut. <laughs> it's never going to end. 40 minutes of silence. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, you're, you are sharpening your trade, your skill, your craft. That's such a better way to look at it. I, I think I've always, maybe just, maybe that's internal. Maybe I always looked at it as a negative thing. <laughs> well, that's it, a great way to spin it. You also, you know, we're just a group of associations. So you said grind during this time. It was that time to find the word rather than the word defining the time. Yeah. I've never been on a grind. Do you think, or golf one, wise, one might say that was an agreement I made for myself. <laughs> Tell That's, me where you get that. So I just recently started getting into, uh, so I love audiobooks. Mm, same. Um, don't really have the time to read. I wish I could. Same. I wish I could be that guy that would open up a book at Starbucks and then people are like, who is this guy? Why is he opening up a book? Yeah, and why is he, why is he at Starbucks? <laughs> yes, so, why is that Starbucks? It doesn't Yeah, it's true. Does he um, need to take a shit? He... <laughs> <laughs> is his bathroom not working? Is that why? <laughs> Preparation age, not there. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, so I recently got into the four agreements. I heard through the grapevine that you've read that. Um, I've also been heavily on TikTok. And when, once I like something from like Alan Watts or like a philosopher, it just goes down this like yeah. rabbit hole. So my four, TikTok four agreements like, on TikTok? So, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Account? I'm sure that, be. I'm sure, sure he would. Stuff is on, yeah. I don't have TikTok. Is that bad? 
Yeah, whatever. No, you have definitely not. Yeah. Help us. But yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really cool to to understand. You know, like we can definitely set the tone of maybe our future actions. Yeah. With how we come to agreement with how they resonate within ourselves. Yeah. In a way, I get you. You delve more into it. I'm just kind of getting into it, but that's kind of like a general synopsis of where I'm at in that. So I've been so I've been reading this new book called Becoming Superhuman. It's a listener, like an audiobook. Okay. Dude, I mean, you need to make a note of that. Yeah, dude, you have to. And it's basically Joe Dispenza wrote this book. Joe Dispenza oh, yeah. was in that movie. What the bleep do we know? Have you seen that? No. I mean, watch that for sure. It's fucking. It's a movie. It's a documentary. Or documentary, a movie? Yeah. documentary. Yeah. Documentary. And so in the in the documentary, with the most profound point of this, what the bleep do we know? It's a bunch of physicists and people and talking about you know atomic um, you know understanding you know a phys- physicist like um, like the atomic model of the universe. Yeah, and it's basically um, like. Um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Um, quantum. quantum mechanics, quantum, quantum physics. Quantum exactly. Mechanics. Yeah. So when you when you when you enter into the quantum realm, you realize that like nothing is what you thought. Yeah. Right. right? Like this 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 head cover here is not matter. You right. Know, no. There's right. Less atoms than atoms. There's more air or whatever. It's, it's like trees in golf. Like it's ninety percent air. Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. it's true. Yeah. It's not just the same. <laughs> You won't hit a branch. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, um, Joe Dispenza was in What the Bleep Do We Know? And I don't remember which part he was in, but in What the Bleep Do We Know? If you're listening and you haven't seen it, there's a scene where they take two cups of water. And one cup of water they speak to lovingly. They say, you're so beautiful. Thank you for being here. We appreciate your energy and I'm excited to drink you. And the other cup of water they go and they yell at. They say, you're terrible. This is gross. You're terrible. And then they microscope it and they look mega different the nice talk to water is like colorful and like round and soft the angry spoken to water is like sharp and looks like broken glass they're like wildly different looking Mm -hmm. and what the bleep do we know is all about this kind of like you know quantum theory thoughts manifestation you talked about already like you you've you are a manifester like by definition, like if you've done it once, like yeah. I had a dream the other night, I was going out with someone that I didn't know. It was the first date. I dreamt that I was at dinner with her and her dad before dinner, hmm. the night before we get to dinner two minutes in, there's a conversation about her dad and it's a profound conversation. Like, and that's not the first time that I said, did I tell you about my Mark Wahlberg story? No. So I dreamt, I, I, I was on a, a quick story. I was yeah. on a driving range with Mark Wahlberg. Cool. All right. Yeah. He comes over and says, hi. From Wahlburgers, right? He's the, he's the guy. Okay. <laughs> no, Marky Mark. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He comes over and says, hi, a fan of the videos. And I was like, wow. Like, I'm spe- I should be saying that to you. Quick laugh. And he dips. I'm telling the story about six or seven hours later to somebody. And I stopped talking and I almost burst into tears because I realized I had that dream the night before. I had a dream that Mark Wahlberg and I connected and he respected my work. Wow. Yeah. So this is like where it gets kind of weird. And and now that this happened again this week, after I've been reading this book, Becoming Superhuman, I'm starting to realize that there's like a lot of doors that I haven't even opened in my own life. And the reason why I bring it up is because I had one recent experience yesterday where we're talking about this book, Becoming Superhuman. And the reason why I think you should read it is because in it, he basically says that your brain controls all the parts of your body, all the organs of your body. Yeah. Case in point, he's got a lot of examples in the book, but case in point, yesterday I was in the ice bath and I was like, normally it increases your heart rate. And I was like, dude, I wonder if I can get to 70 beats per minute from like 95. I get to 70 and I'm like, can I go to 60? Bring it down to 60. And then I was like, can I go to 55? I wasn't able to do it. 
And you're checking like your, your Apple Watch or something? I'm wearing my, my Whoop. Your Whoop. Yeah. So your Whoop is telling you. Yeah, I'm holding my phone uh-huh. and I'm watching my heart rate and I get to 60 and I. And you're thinking, you're like lower. Well, I'm just breathing uh-huh. and then I'm thinking. And then, and then I realize I can't get it to go below 60. And then I try something that the book recommends. What's that? I visualize my heart beating slowly. I don't do anything else. Whoa. 59, 58, 57. Amazing. 56, 55 beats per minute in 52 degree water. And I'm just like, and I'm just picturing my heart go poof, poof. It was, and now I literally feel like, I'm sad you're not gonna be at the Mm. breaking Southern Hills video because I really feel like my putting stroke, thank you. I've gotten so good with it. I feel like I've gotten good with the swing and the patience and the course programming. And now I just feel like I'm going to like breathe into the golf ball, into the hole or something. I don't even know what's going to happen. It's amazing. Anyway, and, and the reason I go into that whole tangent, the show's not about me, it's about you. But I want to set you up to like, you, you're that guy also. And I think that's why we connect so much. It's like talking about manifestation, um, power of positive thinking, all this stuff. I, I, know, I was never really well read or versed in it. I always like felt something, mm. you know, and I feel like I've always been somebody that would go at the flow. I don't know if I believe in horoscopes, but being a Pisces, when I read that in like a, you know, gift shop store one day, I have like a Pisces, like happy birthday cards. It's something I'll go with the flow. I was like, oh, okay, I feel like I kind of am and have always been that kind of a person. If the, if the opportunity presents itself, I've never been one to shun away from it unless mm. it's like so detrimental to like my soul or my ethics. So when an opportunity came by for me to, pursue playing and try to go for this crazy lofty goal that the 0.01% of the 1% of golfers that break 70 can actually do and make a living out of it. It's like, yeah, this is a crazy goal, but I know I can better myself every day if I can go for this. It's a very crazy goal. Um, Then I get injured working part-time as a lot of mini tour golfers do to try to pay for the tournaments, pay for the bills. Piece of glass went into my arm, severed my ulnar nerve, severed my tendon, um, the doctor you got injured in your side so job. This is in my side what job. What was the side Orla- job again? So I was I was serving right. in Orlando, Florida, at a very well respected James Beard nominated restaurant. Awesome place. Love yeah. the chef. Love everything. Just like polishing wine glasses, randomly talking, and then the stem, just it's like you take a twig and you just broke in half. Went into my forearm. Went out. I didn't feel anything, and that was it. That took me out of golf for almost a year because of. Physical therapy I had to do. Um, couldn't lift a weight. Couldn't work out. Couldn't run. So wait, wait. So anything. backing up, backing up. So yeah. it's like it's like a weeknight. This is like at the pinnacle of my 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 handicap. Like my game was at its best. That I felt like it was at its best. My parents were on their way up from Tampa to watch me play a tournament. That I told them to come watch me play in Orlando. And you're how old? Twenty two. I was like, yeah, let's say like twenty two. So, so this is Francis. Like you've got a shot. Like I felt like I had a shot. I was playing with guys who were about to make it on tour that did make it on the web.com at the time. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm beating these guys or I'm playing like right up there, neck and neck. Like we're right there. Like I'll, I'll jump in this tournament. In Orlando, the Orlando golf scene, it's crazy. There's so many mini tours. You can oh, play. You know, there's a lot. There's cash games, there's money games, but there's also like well-respected tournaments out there. And that's where a lot of guys would come through to, to get ready for Q school. Where'd you play mostly in Orlando? A little course called Rio Pinar. Actually, Keegan Bradley used to play at this same exact little golf course built in the seventies, right, right in the heart of downtown Orlando. P i n a r. P i n a r. That's yeah. um, that's on Sugarloaf's uh, hidden gem list, I think. Oh, right on. That and Deltona. Do you ever play Deltona? I've never played Deltona, but I know it's a wonky some of the guys course. that I've yeah. Francis, yeah, uh, um, Bobby Weed. 
So okay. anyway, you you yeah. you're you're Yell like Irwin used to host the Orange County or like the Orange Cup or something like that back in the seventies at this golf course. It has a very old so, clubhouse or something, right? Yeah, super old. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely like more seventies vibe. Um, great track. But anyway, <laughs> so so you're like you're like about to spike the ball, or you you're about to hike it. I feel like I was set up right, like yeah. someone set me and I'm ready. Like I see the gap. <laughs> And I'm jumping, and you're and working. Sudden, your like, waiting tables, like you know, two, three hundred bucks a night. You're like, yeah, like, it. You're yeah. Like, Hell and it's yeah. very part time, right? Yeah. Just to, to give myself as much time as I could to play. And you're probably a great waiter. I, and I, you're like, a fucking great host. Right. Like you're yeah. just like, how can I help you? You're like enjoying sure. it, and then and then what is it like? What time of day do you throw this thing into your wrist? This happens like right before a shift. Um, during the day, it was like the three o'clock, four o'clock. Went in and out. Um, <laughs> Like it just like stabs you a little bit. It's like, yeah, like it's the sharpest, it was the sharpest thing ever to where you wouldn't know unless you looked at it going to your arm that there was any pain. It was, I can only imagine this as if like someone would take like a samurai sword like and cut my wrist. It like, it would feel, I would imagine that's what it would be like because it was so sharp. It was such a sharp jagged edge. The great thing about- So was there a lot of blood? Yeah, you can imagine the scene. It's like, oh, you look okay, straight so you, to the hospital. So I love Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So yeah, there's that scene where like he cuts his arm and he's like, oh, it's just a flesh wound, and he's flesh like, wound, yeah. the blood's just like squirting out, right? It was like that, and I was like, oh, guys, I'm okay. Like you're go- you're a ghost right now. Go to the back, sit Whoa. down. We'll call somebody. We'll get this taken care of. Um, the doctor the next day after he operated was like, honestly, we get a lot of construction workers that have problems with their nerves. If it, if you were crushed, you wouldn't have any. Not a lot of function, not a lot of grip strength, but because it was a slice, it was almost like a sushi roll to where they had they have a bunch of nerves, right? It was sliced. So you think of a slice of a sushi. <laughs> I'm going into this now. No, like I like food. This is what I want to know about. So like think of a California roll, like yeah. all these like little pieces of like crab and, and cucumber. Yeah. And then they have to take a diode and like touch every one of these nerves to make sure that I don't, like my brain doesn't say, you know, point with your finger and then I throw up the middle finger, right? So they had to do all of these things Whoa. during the surgery just to get it back to normal. Like they were doing neurological It was a, it was nerve damage, yeah. Surgery. Yeah, it was wasn't wasn't only my tendon, like my my nerve, like my ring finger and pinky finger just collapsed, it clawed. And when that happened I knew it was nerve damage and that could be the end of golf for for life or the end of like me even using my So you're my still hand. sitting in the restaurant and your fingers are closed. Yeah. Waiting for the ambulance. And you can't move them. to get there. I can't move them. I don't I, it feels like I put half of my arm in an ice bath. Like I felt nothing, blood, nothing. It was really weird, really weird time in my life. And like everything went fast at that point because I'm thinking of golf and thinking of, oh, okay, I got to call my parents. Like, no, like chill, let's get you to the hospital. So the doctor said after the surgery, you know, you're lucky that I wasn't crushed because we can get, we can get you like 90 to maybe 90% of your feeling back in your left hand. Um, still to this day, it feels like there's like a glove on my last two fingers. So it's like a little bit numb or tingly. Dull. It feels like yeah. you sat on your fingers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it took months and months and months of- you have pins of, and needles or anything? A little bit. A little bit. Wow. Yeah. And so, so it's, and do you have any phantom pain there? No, no phantom pain. No, but like, you know, if I'm cooking and I put my pinky or something like close to a warm burner or like on a, like a pasta pot, it'll, it'll take like five or 10 seconds for me to like look at it and be like, oh, there's a burn. Like you would see a bubbling or something. Right. Exactly. It's kind of crazy. That's a good party trick. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, by the way, my scar looks like uh, Harry Potter's lightning scar. Like, it's crazy. Like, so yeah. people ask that a lot. But um, but yeah, so eight months, almost a year. But during this time where I'm trying to recover, figure out what I'm going to do, like, now. I'm still young. Like, I have a lot of options. There's, well, I would think there'd be options. But I right. um, end up, MasterChef had a, had a casting, um, like, I'd say six months into me recovering. So I was still, I was able to pick up a pot and pan, even though the doctor told me, don't do any cooking, don't do anything. 
Um, an opportunity came by. Casting director walked into the restaurant, asked me if I knew anybody who'd be interested in trying out for this show. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. At this, yeah. Wait, you're, what time is it, first of all? Yeah, let's take a break because yeah. I, I want to hear about this. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to do a quick ad break. I, I want to hear about how, let me get this straight though real quick. You didn't apply. They came to you. Yeah, okay, that's weird. Yeah, interesting. This is like Neo in the Matrix. This is when I'm like, yeah, that doesn't add up. You're an alien. We'll be right back. Welcome to the first ad break, ladies and gentlemen. For our first ad, we've got Inside Tracker. We've been on a journey, and you all know about this. It's not too late to get on the train with us. All you need to do is take the following steps. So when you go to InsideTracker.com, you're going to schedule a test, and you're going to get 20% off, of course, They've got this patented engine that analyzes the data to generate science-backed recommendations, kind of like a swing coach. Oh, no, I can't do the voice. No notes. Kind of. <laughs> kind of like a swing coach. Now entering the stage, your swing coach for your life. InsideTracker.com will teach you how to get your body into the slot, stop coming over the top, and ultimately deliver a clear, clean strike to the planet. For a definitive calculation of your true biological age to see how you're aging from inside and out. I'll be honest with you, ever since doing the inside tracker, I can deep breather. Breathe deeper. That there. just there, we saw like some square breathing courtesy of Inside Tracker. Head over to the Inside Tracker store and take 20% off everything italicized with the code EAL show. Whatever they sell, it's gonna be cheaper for you. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash EAL show. This episode is also brought to you by Early Bird CBD, uh, CBD, Austin's edible, formulated for fun. They've sourced the purest hemp. You've tried this, right, Jonah? Yeah, I have some thoughts. How much? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have some thoughts. Uh, they have some, they've, they've sourced the purest hemp, which is dope. You know what I've been getting into? Hemp clothing. Really? Yeah, we're getting into hemp clothing. I'm kind of in. It's really strong. What is it? The story of hemp is insane in the United States because it was right. like regulated by the yeah. paper industry. They weren't a fan. It was this lobby. Yeah, they were like, they were like, uh, not on my land, not on my thing, well, not on my watch. I'm not as fun to smoke paper. Did I tell you about the time I almost got Manifest Destiny written a tattoo on my back? No fucking way. I knew it was a white supremacist thing. <laughs> I thought it was just like a beautiful way of saying like I want to manifest my own destiny and like I believe that you can make anything happen with the power of the mind. But I didn't realize that it actually was like a early 20th century like white supremacist shit. Like in the LeBron chosen one font? Yeah. Like all the way across? Like four inch letters on the top and then on the bottom. Like manifest destiny. And then in the middle, I was going to get like a buffalo or something. It would look like a prison tattoo. Yeah. We've now, we've blurred the line between ad <laughs> adding content. Ultimately, you're going to eat CBD and you're going to start having this conversation more often because early bird CBD... Ultimately, if you're listening to this and you're curious about a natural microdose of a THC product, you seriously need to try Early Bird, and I'm going to give it to JoJo, who's going to tell you that. The Early Bird gummies, what Eric's saying, they're infused with full-spectrum hemp, and they have, I think it's 2.5 milligrams of THC, which is le the legal amount, but that doesn't mean it's nothing. Like, for, for point of reference, um, if you have a Colorado edible, which is around 10 milligrams, you know, that'll take you to oh, Neptune. Colorado has a higher limit? Colorado has a much higher legal limit. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's... Is that because it's got the Rockies? It, it's just higher. <laughs> it's Mile like, high? Like from a topographic perspective. Mile high, my guy. Get that 10 MGs. Well, what I will say is you can take one of these and you'll feel great. It's kind of like when you put the record player on, you hear the vinyl scratch in your mind. Are you going you to the dentist soon? Out. Uh, do I need to? <laughs> 
<laughs> Today on things you say, unsettling things to say in daily conversation. <laughs> Wait, can you work that into a conversation this weekend to see where it goes? Yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. I'm getting dinner with friends tonight and I'll just ask. Are hey, you going to the dentist? Hey, man. <laughs> you have great teeth. Anyway, go to earlybirdscbd.com slash RGC or use the code at RGC at checkout. It's good for 20% off uh, for a new customer's first purchase at earlybirdcbd.com. Austin's Edible, formulated for fun. Big fan. I like all those things. Then back to the show. Okay, so now this is the part where um, uh, she knocks on the door and she has the white rabbit tattoo. (laughs) Which pill? Follow the white rabbit. (laughs) And And then you take the blue pill, right? The blue pill, I think that's how you get your bandana. Have you ever seen MasterChef? That's how you they that's pick, how you you pick your team. <laughs> I <laughs> wish it was a bandana. If there was, just a quick side note between the three of us here. If there was a pill mm. that you could take that would make you better at golf, <laughs> would you take it? I think you did. You did, right? That's how it happened? You took the pill? If I had to like spill blood for the sport, I definitely spilled blood for the sport. Like if I told you like I could get you a spot, you I could get you like the amateur spot in the Masters, right? But you would need to cut off your finger. Oh, would you do that? Mm, I think I could play without a pinky. You would let go of a pinky for life to play in the Masters, especially if it cut off just enough to make it look like it was like Yakuza or whatever. Like that'd be kind of cool. Like it's almost like a cool tattoo, you know? Like like, saying it's a win-win. That was the story there. Like a half cut, not a whole cut. The whole cut's like. Oh, whatever. Half cut's like, there's a story behind the half cut. Yeah. Full cut. You need to let go of a full finger, but you can do two half fingers. <laughs> two half fingers. You can, you can make it. <laughs> I don't know if that could work. Two halves. Have to the golf club. Well, I guess it depends on which. You have to balance it in those last. You get to three. choose the fingers. Okay. Like if you're an idiot, Maybe you'd be like, left no thumb. thumbs. <laughs> I, I know you're doing it. I thought the question you were going to ask was if, if the matrix was real and they offered you the pill, would you get out of the simulation? Well, that's another, that's actually a better question. Would you? Get out of the simulation? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm, I mean, I've just been curious yeah, my whole life. I'm trying to do that in this life. That's true. You're, you're actively trying to, wait, trying to, trying to exit. wake up in this life, you know? I saw your um, Alan Watts post the other day yeah, on Reels. Dream. The, dream. the dream. Yeah, if you could dream 75 years worth of time, yeah. would you? Uh, and I, I mean, it brought me back. I was, I was just thinking about it again. What do you mean it brought you back? Well, I, that was, that was the my other whole... dream of you dreaming. You... <laughs> 10 years ago for me, that was everything for me. What? Alan, that Alan Watts, mm. the way of Zen, and then um, the uh, the other one, um, the game, um, and just over and over again. That was that was the one audiobook I would just listen to. You want to just play it right now? Do you want to pull it up and play, play it? For play, us? play that clip. I would like to hear clip. it. Yeah. Or, or even just like the the way of Zen. Are you just talking about like I? I don't know if I've heard that. The way of Zen is the the first like kind of big book. Big book. Well, it's small. It's a small book. That he you reads wrote. it though. Yeah, you yeah. can get that. I'm gonna read that. I love audiobooks, dude. You can just absorb so much information so fast. Two X. You do. I don't do two X. Uh, people do podcasts on two X, and I don't do it because I consider it an art form. It actually kind of offends me when people say they listen to our. We disables ramping of speed on the EAL show. We could we could <laughs> put it down to half speed, so when they two X it, it's normal speed. Yeah, no, we just talk really yeah. slow. If you have this podcast <laughs> sped up. <laughs> Jojo will remove your subscription. 
player at one. Now that one dude who's listening on half speed is going, <laughs> what's going who's on? Who's listening on half speed? <laughs> <laughs> it's if an option. Listen, it's if, an option. If you're listening on half speed, call me. I need to talk to you. I want to interview you immediately. You get a Maybe call one night and someone's yeah. like, hello. <laughs> I also speak slow. <laughs> Wait, it's uh, what what character is that? I am Groot. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Or it's the trees in Lord of the Rings. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The Ents. Yeah. Which are also trees for what, some reason. <laughs> Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> so Groot true. and the tree people in Lord of the Rings are both trees. Yeah, and they could think they just could speak their timelines slow. cross. Like, could they? Could they be? I mean, maybe it's the, the same, same actor. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. What does the trees in Lord of the Rings say? What are some lines that they have? Aren't they like, Where's the Alderaan? Saruman. You know, they're like... It's it's some chanty thing. I remember when they just roll in the big-ass trees. You know, we need to be thankful for trees. We should, and Vin Diesel plays Groot. No, he doesn't. He does. Vin Diesel from Fast and Furious. Vin Diesel is I Am Groot. Voices Groot. He made $65 million so far. Wait, how? $65 million. Thanks from Groot. Groot. Over and over and over again. I am Groot. Wow. We are Groot. Just the once. You won. (laughs) Where do you think they got the name Groot from? Does it mean anything? I don't think it means anything. Mm, All right. Well, we're getting off topic here. Mm. Were we ever on topic? We were talking about um, basically... How did, how he got master the entrance of uh, we were trying it really is just so magical we like the the energy around you joining master chef and the universe picking you up there there's a lot of energy there <laughs> and that's why there's all of this like comedy happening right now so yeah. like what what really happened there because it sounds like was that the first time in your life that it seemed like the universe came in and was like Francis you're doing this it definitely was yeah, that was at least that was the first time that it was like the universe like kind of slapped me across the face and. You know, I feel like there's we get those like forks in the road, right? And Yogi Bear would say, "Take it, take the fork." But <laughs> <laughs> golf's um, a lot like life, except it's a lot more complicated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite Yogi. It's a, yeah, it's it's like my whole dream, my vision was like I've seen myself playing professionally, you know, winning tournaments, being able to like build academy, build something from this, and just get people to like be better at golf and just enjoy it like I did. Um, or I do. Uh, and then, you know, I've always had this passion Whoa. for food. Wait, what just happened? What's that? You said I did? Or, well, like, at, at, that was at the time. Slip, wasn't no, it? yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> more, than, more than ever now. More than ever. Yeah, now. no, yeah, yeah. Um, different game you play now. Yeah, definitely. Okay, sorry. Different level. Different goal. Yeah, um, okay. yeah so, like, I've always had a love for food. Yeah. If As a kid, I probably watched two, two different types of shows. It was either Golf Channel, Learning Something from Golf, or it was, like, Food Network. Like right. literally, and my mom and my dad both cooked a lot, so I always grew up around cooking and eating. Where and are your whatnot. parents from again? My mom is from the Philippines. Okay, just south of Manila. Okay, my dad is uh, Italian by way of New York. Okay, um, so I have How this like me just top line. Yeah, uh, so my dad did some did some work uh, in aerospace as an engineer, um, worked in Europe, and my mom as. A lot of Filipinos do like you have to leave the country to be, be able to make good money to su- provide for the family. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's instilled um, as, you know, as someone coming from the Philippines, especially like how do I do better for my family? So like you'll hear stories of people working on cruise ships or working as a nurse or, or somewhere else in the world giving most of their money back. I think it's still like almost 20 percent of OK, I don't want to don't quote me on it, but like 20 sure. percent of their GDP would be like 
money coming in from other countries because so many people leave. Makes sense. Right. So, so she, she, she left, she, um, she studied to be a nurse and ended up finding a contract job out in, in Rome. Um, wasn't going to go there officially. It was going to be like Germany, another country, but my dad was, uh, at the only uh, English speaking church in Rome at the mm -hmm. time. Um, Doing what? going to church, going to church. Yeah. Oh. Going to church. My mom, uh, being a devout Catholic from the Philippines, right? So she was a singer. She loved singing. She still does. She was leading the choir. And my dad saw her playing guitar, and that's how they met. And he's like, wow. yeah, he's like, I need to date her friend to get closer to her. That's, that's what Whoa. he thought. That's, that's such an interesting play. Uh, was, no. Can you do that nowadays? No, I don't think so that's I, approved. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, uh, just joking with my dad there. So when he's listening. I love that. I love that. <laughs> What's your dad's name? Uh, Ed. Ed beyond Ed, it. Yeah. And where did the name Francis come from? Um, the first, uh, so in Italy, there's a lot of like sites for saints. So it was like the first site that my mom visited uh, when she lived in Rome. It was St. Francis uh, of Assisi, like her, like the burial ground. Yeah. Of, of that you know the St. Francis prayer then? It's not, as big in AA. Not off the top of my head. Where there is darkness, may but, I bring yeah, light. Exactly. Where it's a know. song as well that we sing. And, yeah. 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 When I moved to Austin, I was with my friend Bo, who's also sober. And so we know the St. Francis prayer and, you know, it's, it's in the AA literature actually. And, 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 um, we're like in my backyard of this house that I've never seen before, but I rented it off of the internet and we're walking around the house and, uh, you know, there's this whole trip. Bo is a very tripped out dude. So we're talking about like manifesting spiritually, what, what's purpose, things like that. And we're walking around the backyard and snowball kind of, Where'd he go? Where is he, you know? Mm. He's over there in the corner. I walk over there, and I'm like, huh, that's a statue of St. Francis mm -hmm. in my backyard. <laughs> Just sitting there. Dude, what? Yeah, it was a bit funny. We were both like, wow. It's kind of weird. But, I, mean, I guess it's not that weird, but. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Did it, did it make you feel like you were like in the right place at 100%. the right time at that 100%. moment? Well, and then when I found out that that uh, actually is the gravestone for the former owner's dog. Oh, wow. That was even more incredible. Ooh. I found that out later, actually. Wow. St. Francis of Assisi, lover of animals. Yes, lover of animals. Is that true? Patron mm -hmm. saint of Patron animals. Patron saint of yeah. animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's how they met. Um, and having this love for food and golf was like kind of what brought me to like hospitality and, you know, service yeah. and, uh, and golfing. But it was just the craziest thing because that's the moment that life was like, hey, we're going to give you an option here. You can either continue trying to do this and see where it takes you or go down this route. And then I opened that door and I, I went down that route of seeing what it's like to be in LA filming a reality cooking show yeah. <laughs> for a couple months. Um, unbeknownst to me, watching that show, uh, my future wife was watching that show with her grandma and she ended up finding me through that. But, and then connected with you online. Or how did you guys connect? Oh, um, well, we ended up working at the, the same um, hotel in Orlando together. Ah, right. Oh, that's right. You told me this. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I'm, I'm getting really emotional because I'm, uh, I've been traveling a lot okay. and I'm in between two trips and uh, like Snowball's been with mm. his caretaker mm. and I'm just realizing how much I miss him. Been very busy, you know, and um, I think I was like talking to Lisa who takes care of him while I'm traveling. She's got like a nice little ranch and he plays around and he's mm. got other old dogs. But because I was only home this time for like three or four nights, I was like, Lisa, I just don't think it makes sense for him to come back here. Cause it's like, he's getting old and it's like stressful. 
Um, and then we started talking even further about how like I kind of like leave the house at like seven thirty in the morning and I get back at seven thirty in the evening and um and so I was not really sure how to deal with the day to day of of you know being a dog caretaker. And so we she and I were talking about that and just thinking about that moment back then and like a couple of years and mm -hmm. then Roger was on the pod recently and he was talking about his Heard that. Francis told me about that today. He said yeah. he'd listened to that pod and pointed out that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most real. And I just like feeling it now because mm. I haven't seen Snowball in a couple weeks. And like, you know, he's like such an old little mm. curmudgeon, but he's also such a sweetheart. And uh, I forgot that the St. Francis, you know, it's like I, for I haven't thought about this story. So I'm just like kind of like feeling it. Um. Uh, I love dogs, man. I love yeah. my dog. We have a dog. Her name's Bella. Yeah, she is like the best. Do a picture of things. Yeah, definitely have a picture somewhere here. We have a TikTok for her actually. So also sometimes I'll. <laughs> this I'll guy look through, is so ahead of where I'll, we I'll need look to through, like videos of her, and I'll, that'll probably be the best way to see her in like in action what she does. But I'll I'll show that to you. She's amazing. She's a, a German Shepherd mix. Okay. And we got her as a puppy. And she's just amazing. Does she ever get out on the course with you? Uh, she has been a couple times out with me at Shadow Glen, just kind of, you know, around. So my wife did a, uh, a like a little sixty second clip of like a bunch of videos and pictures. But here, can you take a look at that right there? Let's see. That's how she started. She's just this little thing, man, and she's amazing. And she's just like, I don't know if we made her a, a cuddle bug, but that's what she'll do. She'll just like, she'll as soon as you get home, she'll rip your socks off your feet, like. The, the teeth marks, the bites that happen every day, and then she'll just, like, sit there and cuddle up next to you. But the one like, where you have her ears, like, tied up with yes, the thing is the Yeah, she did that. It's the best. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Two years old. Now, uh, yeah. Okay, so you're in L.A. Yeah, 10 sorry. years ago. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Eric, you're in L.A. 10 years ago? I can't even, like, stay on topic today. Um, the uh, Yeah, I was in L.A. 10 years ago. Wow, maybe we were in the Look same place at that. the same time. That's what I'm wondering. Like, where did they were film? Were you at Paramount Studios uh, about 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I was around there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I actually, yeah, I lived, like, near there. The one on Melrose and Gower. I believe so, yeah. 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 Where they yeah, filmed was... Titanic in the parking lot. Yeah. The, uh, um, Pirates the, the, of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Sorry. They have the big, yes. like, skyscape. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Sorry, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah, I was around. Yeah, I mean. I think Glee was, like, filming, like, two studios next to us or whatever. It was like pretty interesting. Yeah, who? Uh, the show Glee. The oh, Glee, Glee, yeah. was filming there as well. Did you ever walk by and hear just an angry he, British man like throwing pieces of bread into the street? I've never seen Glee. Is that what you're referring to? I'm referring to Gordon Ramsay on his show. Oh, oh Gordon Ramsay, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's very possible that we were like, I always wonder that. Like, did we were sitting next to each other at a traffic yeah. light? <laughs> did we sit next to each other on a plane? Like how do you no, you would never have a no. you would never know that no you'd never know no you'd never know if we but were when in the time line is together. right right when the time is ready like maybe we've been maybe we've been standing next to each other many times yeah my uh, my girlfriend discovered evidence that we met each other five years ago whoa this week. Wow. yeah in college okay what's she's, the evidence because she's from Austin and I'm friend I was friends with a lot of her friends in college mm -hmm. but she went somewhere else and we recently like kind of found out that she had been at my house in college through that group of friends, but had never like crossed. Mm. And then we found photo evidence earlier this week that we had actually, we actually like walked past each other in a room 
five years ago. Who was the photo? A friend. Like we we because we, we'd been searching, you know, like, oh, who was there? Like who would have been there that week, like that week you visited? And then we are like, you know, when What's friends come to have? town. Is the photo that you two are in it together? It's a photo of her like in my room. In in college. In your room. In my oh, room wow. in college. Oh yeah. I mean that's just okay. that's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, were you freaked out when that happened? A little, yeah. Were you on mushrooms? <laughs> no, I would never do such a thing. In a workplace environment? No. It was just so funny. He's like, no, I would never. It's just not <laughs> so the kind funny. of guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just see like total, like, it's just like stems all over the place. way too smooth when he said that. Yeah, yeah there might have been a portobello. Joe's favorite, among us. Joe's favorite RGC shirt is uh, Dan Golf, which is like the the mushroom wizard of golf. Yes. yes. I wore that shirt for a full day in New Orleans once. Yeah. <laughs> One full day. Went through the, you know, you can get daiquiris drive through in New Orleans. I didn't you, know that. You heard this? Like you can go to a daiquiri drive through. Yeah. I went through it in the Dan Golf. Uh-huh. And yeah. I never felt like I more fit in. It was the target yeah. market yeah. for that shirt. Dan Golf definitely know. is does daiquiri drivers. <laughs> Maybe um, if we had a, like a fish concert as well, like you're going to like you know. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fish fan actually. Love it. I love fish. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, we do. We have to finish the story. I mean, you. But do we? Do we have to get you on to Master Chef or uh, um? What's it? sorry? It's not Master Chef. Is it Master Chef? Yeah. Master Chef. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so then you go on the show and, you, yeah, and the show, now you're like, married. Things happen. Yeah, never married. Yes, like, no, uh, no, on the on the way. On the way. Soon, yeah. Did you win Master Chef? Uh, is that a spoiler if it's like an old <laughs> season? No, I did not win Master. He was telling me this the other day because of TikTok and this whole archival nature of content where people, you know, po- repost things. His old Master Chef clips are getting reposted now. Yeah, they're like they're pushing for this. Uh, well, yeah, there's a new season coming out, and I guess they're tapping people who didn't win it to come on and like you know fight for you know the trophy again are you gonna come back um no so uh i wasn't like flagging that to say i'm back on the show i I, unfortunately i was like getting married and all that stuff during that time so i wouldn't have had time to really sounds like good sounds like good news you don't want to go back on you don't want to do something you've already done go back it's fascinating you said no like the start of this conversation is it's an open door and he said yes 10 years ago like just recently he said no no, and it might sound like the same opportunity, but the point is it's not the same opportunity. Right, right. Even 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 though food became its its way for me to survive and and build off of it and ride this wave, um, I still use it as a as a fuel for golf. Like no matter what, you know. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literal. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your favorite? What's your favorite snack on the course? Do you, oh, do you like man. to snack? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a big like I love um I haven't really taken it to the golf course much, but I love uh salty roasted cashews oh, yeah. and medjool dates. Oh, that's very specific. It's very soft in my tummy too. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. soft items. It's like there's it's all edible except for the seeds and the and the dates. Mm. It's fucking good. No, I might yeah. I might it'd be fun to like prep it and make like Slice open the dates and put the cashews in it. Ooh, Just make okay. a little date cashew sandwich. It sounds pretty good. Like a little baby sandwich. Hey. What about you? Um, you know, it, it used to be just like the typical granola bar. Then mm. when uh, when I went to Hawaii, like you get spam musubi or chicken katsumi musubi, musubi yeah. anywhere you go. So um, I made a few of those for and one of my rounds. What is that? So, you know, you get your, your pan fried piece of spam or meat or fish or whatever you'd like. And pretty much you sandwich it between two layers of some rice, some like seasoned Whoa. rice and you wrap it with a little bit of nori, a little bit of seaweed paper. That's funny. You know, it's I like was, a little belt. Or I had a... no idea what that was. And I was just going along with you. I just like, oh, I don't know. It sounds great. It yeah. sounds like a car. Yeah. Did you know what that was? <laughs> I did. Yeah. But I figured I'm a nutcase when it comes to that stuff. You wouldn't. Why do you know that Jojo? <laughs> well, it, have you been to Hawaii? I have not. It's, it's one of the alluding ones. I've, 
thinking of thinking. How of, do you know about it? Then? <laughs> well, because in a lot of the like trans-Pacific places, spam has this elaborate history. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, since the Korean War mostly, and it's incorporated itself into a lot of cuisines. And I did actually watch a Gordon Ramsay travel oh, show <laughs> oh, I in see. Hawaii. And that's where they. Um, <laughs> and there's well, there's like a lot of spam and and scrambled eggs. They do other things, and then. Mitsubi, which isn't necessarily spam related. There's like at hundreds all. of flavors of spam, yeah. like yeah, a lot. But yeah, I, I one of my favorite mm. breakfasts I ever had was in Hawaii, and it's and it was scrambled eggs with rice and ham, and it was like a it was like a bowl, and I was like, this is fucking amazing because so I, I like when you can eat something and it's kind of every bite is more or less the same. Yeah, I mean, I love a steak too. I love a steak and then fries and then steak and fries. But like, I, I kind of also like when it's just like a bowl of just like, you know. Same unit. I like that. I like a little like bit of everything food. with each bite. That's yeah. kind of how I'd cook at home. It's like this, like the vegetables have to be a little garlicky because mm-hmm. the rice doesn't have that much flavor, but then the fish has got some soy. So like I'm trying to do the sweet, salty, all that oh, stuff cool. in one bite. I like that. I love that. Yeah, you kind of like, it's like, it's like a course routing. You know, you don't want, it's not all par fives. Exactly. It's not all if you fives. had to choose, if you had 18 holes and you had to pick one type of hole, what would you pick? Wow. Par three. three. All par threes. It says long par three is what Francis chose. <laughs> All 80-yard par threes. 96-yard par threes. It's my favorite number what? for a wedge. 96? It's a three-quarter sandwich for me, and I know I could hit that shot. Yeah, that's... I could take four years off now. Like, that's like kind of sexy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Earlier today... There was a lot of confidence there. Yeah, Several hours ago, Francis did drive a 300-yard green blind shot over a corner. Uh, what course? At Shadow Glen. Shadow, 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 okay. Yeah, where we shot today. I um, I would just have to pick par fives because that would just be the weirdest thing ever. Like just like infinite par fives. It'd be a long walk. Like it'd be so many holes. Like it'd be yeah. par ninety. Yeah, but honestly, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could go under par. Breaking yeah. ninety. <laughs> yeah. Like think about like how like would that be menacing to just play eighteen par fives? Would you just be like what? Like would it be like a weird dream? Like the top par fives in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I'm imagining it in a spiral layout. Yeah. yeah. It just gets more and more inward. <laughs> Where could you even facilitate a, a round of 18 par fives? Well, here in Austin, we can just call up every golf course and see if they'll just let us on for one hole. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know, know if there is 18 different par fives in Austin. Oh, I guess there is because there's well, four on each course. Yeah. So there's that's only yeah. two, four and a half courses. That'd be an interesting video. You could do like the border of Rhode Island. You know what I mean? Like you could border Rhode Island oh, with it's so tiny. with a little. Yeah, I mean Rhode Island is basically just two par fives, isn't it? <laughs> that's what that's what they say. That's what the sign says when you. Get yeah. All right, you get. Well, y'all are making me hungry. You want to take a one last break and then. Sure. Yeah. Be right back, everybody, and and have a thought about what is your go-to yardage, <laughs> and and <laughs> yeah, we'll see it. All right, welcome back to our subplot, aka an ad break. Uh, B plot. It's the B. The B plot of the show. So we've got a rom com going on, and ultimately the B character just was shipped a box. We've got a box of things. Thank you for magne. Thank you, buy optimizers. Chuck me one of them. I'm gonna read you the instructions. Whoa, this is long. I've got Gluten Guardian here. Oh, I've got uh, Magnesium Breakthrough Premium Magnesium Complex Veggie Caps. I want, have you been taking Magnesium, Jota? Uh, since Will talked to us about it. I will say, though, Whoop, big, big friend of the brand, Random Golf Club. Um, the, the greatest thing for me is when traveling, to get a green Whoop score, 
I feel like now it's like the magnesium and the melatonin. It's just like I am like, um, you know, one of those like um, superheroes. You know, what's the one? What's the one where he's got the big axe? Thor. Thor is it? It's not an axe, is it? It's like well, a, it used to be a hammer, but now it's an axe. Yeah. Thor. Who's that played by? Chris Hemsworth. Anyway, um, you want to get into these capsules here, Bioptimizers. They're going to hook you up. Oh, right. Bioptimizers has the bonkers, bonkers savings. Uh, go to magbreakthrough.com slash show and use the code EALSHOW for literally massive savings. Massive. And finally, summer's here. What does that mean? It means we, we still need to eat, but we want to be outside more. Just because it's hot doesn't mean you can stop eating. <laughs> That's a common thought that I hear. <laughs> I've been reading your comments, and I, and I know that you're thinking that just because it's summer that you can stop eating. <laughs> First of all, real quick, I want to apologize if you <laughs> were listening to the show and we fucked up the ad read last time. We got the tagline wrong. So if you tried to go get the factor last week, please go again, because when you support the advertiser, it allows us to make this show. So go to go.factor75.com slash EALshow120. And using the code EALshow120, you will then be able to get $120 off your ability to keep eating and stop cooking, which is what you want to do this summer. It's what I want to do this. JoJo, you want to do that. How many monkeys typing on how many typewriters before one types go.factor75.com slash EALshow120? I think it comes in right after Hamlet. I think Hamlet, think, and then they're going to type in the URL. You think he ad. says uh, to be or not to be? <laughs> well, because the thing is, Mac, monkeys don't know how to use microwaves. Um, but monkeys do like keto meals. That's also probably true. Yeah, man. They don't need the potato chips. If you handed a monkey a log of mozzarella, you think that monkey's going to be like, oh, no. Honestly, I think monkeys mostly just want to fuck. <laughs> go.factor75 slash code please show 120 please go try factor i go i need you to go to go.factor75.com slash show 120 why because if you want us to make ridiculous ads go there and just try it i promise the food's good it, jojo we had this meal together it's actually really good it was good food let us get back to the show go.factor75.com slash show 120 please prove us not wrong Cool. Welcome back from the break, Jojo. While we were on the break, you said you had you said you had a thought or a question. Mm. Francis has seen your you play golf just about as closely as anyone, like from the perspective of right on your shoulder. What 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 are your like major takeaways from two break nineties? Mm. You know, I know it's a little personal on the podcast to kind of like talk about your swing and your game, but areas of improvement, places to go. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I'm just interested in optimum performance. So, yeah, yeah. No, I. When we first met and we got on the practice screen at uh, the Dell match play at ACC, you said, you know what, like my putting is struggling a little bit, my chipping is struggling. Honestly, after that round and after the round that we just did at the the Country Club on uh, Brookline, I think you have some of like the sickest short game shots that I've seen to where you, without like practicing, you'll go out and say, I got this, it's a flop shot. Like I'm trying to get you to hit the. Uh, the standard, you know, chip, bump and run, like, you're like, I got this. You just open the face up and you swing hard and the ball goes where you want it to go. There's so much confidence that you bring to that shot. And that's what I want to work with you on the, to bring to like every shot that you have. And I feel like you have really good feel. That's where that stems from. Like, I don't think anybody can just do that. 
It's like reading a recipe. Love this, like, by the way. You know, this can is great. You like, send, can you pull that clip and send it to me on my text <laughs> so that I can just I listen to that before the round? You can just say clip it, and I'll just <laughs> clip that. Clip it. Yeah, let's post. Let's make that's a good social bit. Like, if I were to write a recipe for like my favorite spam masubi, I don't think anybody would really be able to get it. Just like you know, there, there's a little extra something you use. You know, right. it's like putting together an ingredient list or a recipe for that shot that you make. Yeah. Right? So you have to have the face open. That's definitely definitely ingredient one yeah right a nice crispy lie like confidence is a huge ingredient yeah and that's i think that's the thing that you bring to those shots where it's like i know this already and sometimes we're on the tee and like i'm not really sure about the driver that's when it starts like okay we got to fill that ingredient a little bit yeah yeah it's interesting because we played uh at the um country club the country club the country club what a name um and then went out and i played I think 10 rounds since then. Okay. Like I played two at Sunnydale in London. Um, I played, uh, gosh, I mean, well, I guess anyway. Yeah. But no, no, not since then, but, but around this time. And then I played in LA, I played in, uh, San Francisco and I've I've been playing really well, actually. Like, I think I've been playing the best that I've been playing in the last couple of years. And I really have to think a lot of it comes from just our conversations on the golf course. So I guess what that is to say really is, I mean, like, let's, let's, let's make sure that our Austinites listening here know where to find you, first of all, because this is not just, um, you know, but this is a great content, but also like, if you're listening, you can, you can experience this content like, in three dimensions. <laughs> in three dimensions. And that's what I want you to do. Like it is a 3D, this, the golf swing is 3D, true? Yeah. Trick question. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like tough. Yeah. It's, yeah, 3D. I'd even go to say there, there's an extra dimension in there. It's a fourth dimensional there's aspect a, of the golf swing. There's a fourth swing. dimensional What's aspect. The fourth dimension of the golf swing. Tempo. It's, it's internal. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's that, that spirituality you bring to the swing. Yeah. You know, like, like, how would you, the spirituality you bring to the swing, how would you line, like, what is that? Like, what's the phrase there? What's the question you ask yourself? Mm. Who are you? Before you hit the golf shot. Yeah. Who are you? Are you the anxious person? Are you the calm person? Mm. Are you the worst self? Are you like your true self when you hit that shot? Yeah. What are you comprised of in this moment? Right now. Yeah. Split second. What is your inventory currently? Mm. Yeah. I like that. Right. Like we're so used to like seeing like, you know, how well are we recovered for the day? Yeah. You know, like, do I have the nutrients in that I need? You know, am I eating too much of the nutrients? Yeah. Like, who are you when you get to the golf course? You know? I like that. I like I like the quick inventory of like what am I carrying in this shot? How much like baggage? I, like besides the fourteen clubs, do I, I have? I know you want to add to this, and, we'll, and I'll, I'll. But I just the last little bit there is like this becoming superhuman book to bring it back to mm. the beginning of this podcast. Like in it, Joe Dispenza is talking about how we're like addicted to certain patterns of thought: mm. so like jealousy, resentment, anger. Uh, frustration, self-doubt, like just addicted to all these things. And they're all based on um, history, which is not really real right now. Like it's a, it's something that happened. It's not happening, but by thinking about it, we are making it happen. We are literally taking a record that's blank and we're writing the things that already happened Mm. when we could just write something new. Totally new. Exactly. We could write, I'm a great golfer and I'm okay with whatever outcome occurs in this moment. And I actually perform well 
under challenges. And even if I don't perform well, I enjoy the challenge. And that's why I'm actually on the golf course today wearing this silly outfit. <laughs> so putting like, myself through this. Yeah. yeah like, like Jake Arrieta, you know, one of the best ball throwers in history shows up to a game and he says, I've committed to promising a fight. Like, I'm not saying I have to win or I'm going to win or I need to win or, and I'm not, I'm just saying, I promise that I will, I'm not, I am looking, I am here for the challenge is what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't give up when you make that promise to yourself. Yeah. You, you go out there, you're going to play all 18 holes, no matter how poorly or how well you play. Yeah. Well, I don't always play all 18, but <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if it's tough out there. No. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I talked to Steve, you know, so he's playing yeah. in the qualifier. Oh, yeah. He's in Dallas today playing in a senior open qualifier. Oh, amazing. And he said that if he doesn't have it, he's going to leave after nine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We need to get Steve on the pod. This is yeah. Steve, this is Steve Ekman. Um, yeah. He's a producer. Also a great guy. Yeah. I've given him some some tips. Oh, sure. In the past. He's a gr- – oh, dude, he's such a stick. He's, he's great. Such a, I played with him. Yeah, that's I right. Played once. Me, I, was yeah. like, I was like, wait. Immediate, as soon as you see his tee shot, you're just like – And you know what? What's your deal? He left after seven holes. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he was like, ah, he did. I got what I needed. I mean, we were playing Willie Nelson's golf course, sure. which was, have you played that yet? I have not played it. Oh, dude, it's a, it's fucking awesome. Awesome. We shot a little video. Okay. Yeah, it, okay. but it's like, uh, I see it. it's, it's, it's more Willie Nelson than golf course. How's that? Yeah. If you're watching right now, head over to the other channel and check yeah. it out. Yeah, it'll be there. Cool. Um, but yeah, so that's that's your thoughts on, um, and so we're gonna find you. The, your description is in the your your contact information in the description. Cool. Beyond golf performance it is dot com. Yes, and um, yeah, and then you Instagram can, Beyond Golf. Performance, show us the hat. Can, can anyone buy that hat? Oh yeah, people can buy this hat like for it. sure. Yeah, like BGP. Yeah, yeah. I saw I, a I comment like on. Um, I was going through Break Ninety last night, the ACC one. For other reasons, uh-huh. and um, the what mo- other reasons? <laughs> producing the one that we're doing in four days. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the most recent comment was someone going, "What is that hat on your caddy's head?" Oh, oh cool. I collect golf club hats. Oh, cool. Uh, where can I buy that? That's like awesome. It. You know, the cool thing about this, like, merch is customizable, right? So I can throw anything on the side. I might even throw like. Little snowball on the side. Oh yeah, like, he's well, got we'll merch. talk about that. I'm sure there's like he's got merch legality there. I wore his yeah. merch yesterday. Yeah, he's he's got a he takes a large revenue share. Yeah. Like, you know, I would be getting that negotiation. He's actually uh, he's an equity holder. <laughs> I'm the trying to get him that. to sell me his equity and he's like, over my dead body. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Yeah, it's right yeah. on. He also has a German accent. Sometimes uh, I've heard that over my dead body. <laughs> I, can't do it. I I love I love this talk about you no. Know, some you know this this idea of we are this person because of our past but like you are that person now but you can always change right there's always yeah. that way to change uh, have you read biology of belief no by dr bruce lipton okay started out as a as as your, your typical doctor um found out that there's a lot more to our molecules and our cells and what we see like we can actually change the way we're like we're built from the inside with like what we just talked about, manifestation, um, believing. Um, so it totally turned like the medicine world upside mm. down. He was one of the first proponents of this. Interesting. Um, my dad gave me this book, like out of all people. Uh, and he read it. And he's like, I think you'll like this. And that kind of got me started in this whole idea of trying to find something to to kind of like hold on to that be help me be a little bit better every day. So yeah. I love that we talked about Alan Watts here about the dream and yeah, Spenza and all that. This is great. It's the energy field, man. I mean, and 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 here's the craziest part: is golf was what that was the fishing rod. 
for me for this experience because I got into golf and then I got into Zen golf and I got into meditating. Ram Das is a golfer. What? The Legend of Beggar Vance is a book based on the Bhagavad Gita. What? It was based on that. Yeah. yeah no way. So Will, Matt Damon in that movie plays Robert Juna. Yeah. But in the. Uh, will you will you pull it up? But it, but in but in the movie he's just referred to as Arjuna. And so if you type in A R J U N A and just Google that images, you'll see that Arjuna is actually a Hindu character. It's the blue god who fights off the army. Um, no way. No A R J U N A. A R A R O A R Arjuna is a, is a play yeah, on yeah. words. Yeah. They spelled Arjuna. it. Yeah, so now you'll see A R J U N A is this blue Hindu god. Is it you like Krishna? Just, that. just say Arjuna and it'll come up. Just Arjuna, I believe. It should. I mean That's so interesting that they would use golf as Yeah, well and, and in the movie you're watching um you know, Matt Damon's character, Robert Juna, you're you're watching him, you know, like overcome all these demons. Yeah. Yeah. And so, because Arjuna is it in a battle. Well, you should type in his Arjuna battle, or maybe you'll see it here. But he basically is a single character that takes on the mil- army of millions, basically. Wow. In, in un, it's, an, it's an impossible battle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the author, Stephen um, Pressfield, like, have you read The War of Art? The War of Art? Art of War? The the art of, oh, yeah. The Art no, of no, War. The War of Art. No, no. The Art of War is Lao Tzu. Right, yeah. But The War of Art is Stephen Pressfield. And it's the, it's, okay. the, it's, the, it's the relationship to creativity and work. Huh, okay. It's a really interesting book. So it's like 90 pages. And in it, he refers to golf because Stephen Pressfield's a golfer. And okay. he says, yeah, my friends are always like, let's go play golf. And he's like, no. I'm, I'm here waiting for the muse to show up. And luckily, the muse shows up at 9 a.m. every day. Uh-huh. And I'm I am here to just wait. I'm I'm here to just invite this. I'm a creative person, but I have a dil- very diligent work ethic. He's into the military and stuff like that. Anyway, he wrote the Legend of Beggar Vance. And and anyway, all these things. All I'm saying is golf for me was the like, yeah. It was one of the things that pulled out this spiritual experience for me. I think I'm almost on that same journey in a way where like golf has always been that thing that I've been looking for and searching for and wanting. It's always been there. Yeah. Um, tapping into that better self to get to the next level is a whole nother story. And for me, it's, I think we can all look back and past experience and say like, you know, we didn't really need it at that point in time. Right. We needed something else or we're getting there or, you know, all these other experiences we have have brought us to maybe that better place that we've been looking for. Yeah. So golf was always there in the back of my head, but did I know it would take me to MasterChef? Did I know I'd end up meeting my wife because of that, her watching that show? Did I know that I'd be in Austin because of, both of our jobs collectively bringing us here to be in front of you right now. Yeah. And like, it's, it's great. It puts a smile on my face. Cause like, I know this is just the beginning yeah. of the next chapter. Right. Well, I feel the same way as far as just the beginning. And I'm 41 and I really feel like this is not only going to be the best year of my life, but it also feels like it's like the first year of my life, mm. which is very strange. And it's connected with all of this reading that we've been talking about in some ways. Atomic Habits, I've talked about that a few times on the pod, but like there's like there's a lot of books out there that are like you can't even read until you've cleared the chalkboard. Hmm. And then you know, there's a lot of notes on there, 40 years of just like, okay, so here's the you know, like your past is just filled with like 
not garbage, but like tracing paper. You know, you're just like, okay, cool. We're going to get rid of that. And now we're going to actually start writing. Yeah. Pen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's why I love like talking with you because we don't, we're not just talking about golf here. Like we're talking about every like life experience to, to bring us here right now. It's awesome. Yeah. Golf is kind of, um, elevator music. Mm. It really is at some point. I mean, we can talk about the swing and stuff like that, but like, (laughs) it just does. It feels like, uh, talking about a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like cool big deal right, like right. like there's a something bigger happening here. Yeah. It's like we should do a video that's like the pre-round pre pre-round routine for Eric. It's not like an hour before hitting golf balls. It's like let's go jump in Barton Barton Springs. Oh yeah. Let's go like have a cool meal at the place that's that we get cool meals at. <laughs> Bolden Creek. Bolden Creek. And then let's I like show up place. 10 minutes for a tea time and just like zen out. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think if you're, yeah, that's a great. What a, what a great video it would be two people, similar handicaps. One of them does that, and the other yeah. person spends six hours on the range. Yeah, right. At six a.m. or like not that obviously, but they they grind in the morning. Yeah, and they're like you know American Psycho. They're doing the, the face mask. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And then they play each other, and well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, there is. I mean, there's two different angles, right? I mean, there's. I've never been the like, um, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely eighty twenty rule. You know, you know what I mean by the eighty twenty rule? Like, uh, like as far as like preparation versus, like if I can spend, would, look up the definition of the eighty twenty rule. I don't even know what it is. I think I know what it is. Do you know what it is? Well, you tell me what you think it is, and I'll look it up. Oh, this yeah. is a fucking quiz. Yeah, let's see. I think what I think the eighty twenty rule is: if I can get, if I can spend twenty percent of the effort and get eighty percent of the result, okay. I'll do that every time. Yeah, the par- the oh, the Pareto principle. Uh, okay. For many outcomes, roughly eighty percent of the consequences come from twenty percent of causes. Yeah. So this is like what it, what it is is you can you can't control the universe entirely like that. I don't think that's what it right. is. This seems to I think, it, I think it's more about I think it's more about if I can put it what is the minimum amount of effort that I can put in to get the maximum amount of result. So instead cuz cuz to for example like to get to a 100% result mm-hmm. it takes a tremendous amount of effort yeah. more Vacation. than just trying to get 80%. Oh for sure. So it's like what I'm saying is I'd rather shoot 83 then have to shoot like 63. Yeah, yeah, then try to go lower and spend more time right. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm making a conscious decision to shoot mid-80s. Yeah. You're kind of finding your line for for diminishing returns. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. Because, yeah, there's going to be a point in time where golf just is more of like a job, like like a job where like you're digging in the dirt for six hours. Yeah. Like are you liking that? Well, that's probably come up for you. Like, like oh, at what point sure. do you say like um, – Okay, instead of uh, desiring a different result, I'm just going to be satisfied with the current outcome. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, right? Like at what point do you just say, instead of asking this pizzeria to make me salsa or like to make me sushi, I'm just going to enjoy the pizza? Yeah, it's, it, it's, I feel like it's tough, especially for young guys trying to get out there on tour or college players. Like I teach some college players right now and they're going through that yeah. as well where it's like they have to make a decision. Like, is this something I want to pursue for the rest of my life and like really give it my all? Because that's all they did for their four years in college is give it 110%. Yeah. That's what you teach yourself and you know that's what you practice doing. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't until I like really said like, I'm not really going to be playing much anymore that I started enjoying like not having to get up at 6 a.m. because I was telling myself that's what Tiger did. Back yeah. in the day. It just That just wasn't for me anymore. Like I don't mind waking up at six for a student. Yeah, like, interesting. Now I'm enjoying it. I'll hit punch shots all day. You changed your that's purpose. Great. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you kind of have to come to terms with that being a player coach, player yeah. turned coach. 
um, different from someone studying it, let's say in a book or in college to be a coach or to be a, a professional in that sense. I want to touch on what you just said really quick, because as soon as you started waking up for someone else, mm. that was interesting to me. And I guess one of the interesting things about golf, because like, look, I also I just want to clarify, like, mm. I'm not saying like, who cares where the ball goes completely? I, I, I still get frustrated. I mean, even I was playing casually at, a, at Olympic Club the other day when we were doing the member guest. I was playing with mm-hmm. my executive coach. And, you know, I was definitely like hitting a few shots. I was like, man, ah, I, want, I want it to not slice. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to not go that far right. Like yeah. trying to get through it. And you're like trying to work on that golf swing. And I guess what I'm saying is like it, there, what you brought up was this idea of like, waking up and making the game itself about someone else. Mm-hmm. And even when we played golf at um, ACC and like that we were in between holes and you were like, wow, it's so cool that you're showing this side of the golf course to people that will never be here. And that really brought me out of this personal experience I was having, which was relatively selfish of like, man, I wish you were playing better. You know what I mean? Like I can't like one OB I'm making, a, I'm like doubling these holes. I'm like, I remember that moment. Sorry to interrupt for a second. Cause like that was right after or right before you hit a tremendous flop shot over a tree. When I was telling you, it was like 40 yard shot right before the par three that mm-hmm. we birdied. You're like, I was like, dude, like I would just bump a little seven iron up there. And you're like, no, I got this. So that was like my moment to shut up. <laughs> I just gave you the lob wedge or whatever wedge you use. And you just hit a perfect shot to like six yeah. feet and tapped it in. Yeah. So like, yeah, I could, you could totally see if you go back to that video, you can see like where your mind just like flipped a switch, got into the next tee box. You're like, you know what? Today was, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is a great day. This is a monumental day for me. Yeah. And then you hit that next shot, which yeah. led to the birdie. That was awesome. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how when you take the game out of, it's a dead end when the game is just about you is what I'm trying to kind of say. Like, right, right. You know. The golf course is almost like just there as a test to see like who you are that day. Like, you know, I was just thinking about Whoa. that, right? Like, Whoa. it's not necessarily about shooting the score anymore. The score is like comes from all the, you know, who you are, obviously, on the golf course. Wow. Yeah, it's, the golf course is like a Rorschach. <laughs> yeah, that's in a way, right? That's and you don't have to play 18 holes to know who you are at that point. Like, <laughs> maybe that's why Steve left after seven. He's, he's like, like, I he's like self-actualized, done, <laughs> leave. Steve is a deep <laughs> We got to get is. Steve on the pod as soon as I'm back. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, that's a great idea. I just, I just thought about that when you're, I mean, there are many ways to say this. I'm sure everyone said it a certain way, but like somehow that clicked for me when, when we were talking about your moment there. Yeah. But, Dude, this has been a great conversation, man. Oh, cool, man. I, uh, I, I really hope that this does lead to a conversation. And so if you're listening to this, I really hope that you find time to connect with Francis. If you're in Austin, if you're visiting Austin soon, you'll be maybe helping us out with some like group lessons at the HQ here when we open. I'm stoked for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's why we started talking in the first place, but it's evolved this whole other thing. And we also have a lot of great content ideas to put you on the Random Golf Club Films channel. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start making some videos together. Well, head over to the channel right now. Oh, oh, we. that's right. That's right. There's videos right now. We just filmed. Actually, we finished up today. So head over to the channel right now. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but Mm. why don't you just tell them what we did today Oh, good idea. Real quick. Today, we went out to the golf club where I teach at, Shadowgun Golf Club in Austin, Texas, and we played the par five, number 12, from four different tee boxes just to see what would happen. Does it change the mindset? Aggressive, more neutral, more casual. I had a score that I wanted to, to make in my in my head. Like a cumulative score. How many tee boxes are there? Five? Four. Four, four tee boxes. We've only played four of them. Yeah. And so you're looking at maximum 20 strokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And exactly. you were looking to shoot 16. Dude, I was, yeah, I was looking to go way, like, for sub. Yeah. Like, I was going to... Four under. You were looking for 16. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um, hard. It's 600 max. What do you got? 600 max, 300 low. 
Two, two months. <laughs> is it baseball? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> there he's like, over here like the third base coach. Like steal, steal. <laughs> Got it. So yeah, it was it was a really it was awesome. Some interesting you things know, I, happened. Yeah, is what we'll say. Yeah, the the biggest thing. The biggest oh, I'm guessing it that. it wasn't just the simplest version of that number. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Some crazy things. What happened. was the highest yeah. score on a hole? Whoa, what? Was that a good well what or a bad Bogey to par five. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> almost scratch. Almost scratch. When you come out to Shaglin, you'll see that. And you'll know how hard it is. When you come out to Shaglin, you'll, you'll identify <laughs> it. To be clear, Francis has. Have you ever played golf? Francis has the course record at Shaglin. I do have the current course Wait, record really? at Shaglin. I didn't Shadow know Glenn. that. Yeah. What is it? Um, you know, I'm. it's 66. Okay. I would love to to be happy about that, knowing that it could have been lower. So every time I go out to play Shadow Glen, when I teed up for 18 holes, I'm trying to beat it. Okay, well, time. let's bring a camera next time. Oh, all right. Let's let's read. Let's, let's see. I want to see if you can break the course record on camera. That's what I like yeah. to see. Yeah. Tony Finau tied his record at uh, Promontory. Oh, that's awesome. 66, I think. Was it? Yeah. He had like multiple putts that just weren't going down. That's exactly how I felt about my 66 round. I actually had to birdie the last hole, and I didn't know that I was going for the course, course record until my buddy told me. He's like, dude, by the way, like you just beat the course record by one like no way it's nice of him not to tell you on it was nice because he knows you yeah they tend to beat it dude it it, 18's a hole he can go for dead left there's nothing left and i was like well, there's just another day at the course i'll, I'll hit i'll go for it in driver oh my should goodness. i caddy for you and see if we can i'll just i can keep i this can't give you any to technical do. advice or <laughs> you can give him advice yeah you you, you know caddying it's emotional cool. spiritual guy let's see let's see if that does something i would love to caddy for you that'd be interesting you know i'd love to have you on the back I think that'd be it'd be only it'd be the least I could do, and if you do if because here's the thing, <laughs> I I got lunch the other day with my friend Cameron, yep. and he left there and got a hole in one. Okay, I interviewed Cameron Smith. This on the is podcast. a long list, okay? Yeah, I this Cameron is a Smith long list. Podcast. He went out and um, you know won the players, <laughs> and I interviewed Wyndham Clark on the podcast. He went out the next day and shot like a sixty-one. His career low shattered. His, his own personal record. Wow. Abraham Answer making it to semifinals the yes. next week. Abe Answer. What about um, Graham McDowell, anything? GMAC. Um, yeah, he went low. Lee Westwood had like, okay. Lee Westwood like T2 in the Masters after our pod. Like, All right. I'm telling you, like something, you might go out and break the course record next time you play. So we hey. should bring cameras if we can. If that happens, you're on my bag for the next US Open local qualifier. <laughs> That's for sure. Dude. We'll get ready for it next USGA year. USGA would love that one. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, welcome to Random Golf Club Radio. I guess I could have said this in the beginning. Like uh, and subscribe. Thanks to Precision Pro for uh, you know taking care of the podcast, taking care of you, and uh, ultimately Francis and I pretty close. I would say, uh, yeah, you're about you're actually level, and you're one and a half yards away. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, thanks to all of our partners and advertisers for making the podcast possible. Francis, thank you for being on the channel. Thanks for inviting me. Honestly, to be yes. a part of the family. I didn't invite you. The universe, did. the universe just secured this relationship. I did. I put it on a Google Meet. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo technically is God. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Indian Free Press. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks. Have a great day. All right, everybody. Yeah, we're in here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back. Say it. Welcome back to the Eric Anders Lang Show. I can't even tell you how excited i am for today's show as always we're brought to you by precision pro and in my hands i've got a new piece of metal how does it feel it's the nx10 i mean honestly it feels looks 
It smells like plastic. It is plastic. Mysteries revealed. The NX10, I've heard it. It's their best rangefinder they've ever made technically, and it's also customizable. You can change the sheath. You hear that noise? That's the sound of a snowball cover coming on and coming off. Yeah. You got a couple of random golf club identifiers on there. It's cool. It's got good weight. Anyway, thank you, Precision Pro, for supporting Random Golf Club for the last five years. That's half a decade. You're right. Oh, my God. That, that kid is learning how to share. That kid's in kindergarten. You can go to precisionpro.com. Use okay, code. This kid? <laughs> that kid in the corner. What does it sound the, like when I yell into the wall? <laughs> the kid's in timeout. Sorry. <laughs> I went to timeout. Like recently, <laughs> <laughs> is the, the, the user code Eric E R I K. That's Eric with a K. We see you in the comments. You need to know how to spell his name. Get the name right for the discount. If you want to make money, learn how to spell. Can you say that? <laughs> My girlfriend's dyslexic. It's fine. Relax. Honestly, creative. Be creative. Why are you making that face? I thought. Well, it's obviously this isn't going in. Yesterday you were like, why isn't that going in? Oh, yeah, I said she's not my girlfriend. Yesterday, yeah. That was today. Yeah, today you're driving. Today you're driving in a car. Yeah, last night. Today you show up in a BMW. It's as close as you can be to being a. I don't know what girlfriend means anymore. I heard that when you're seeing someone, Mm -hmm. you're exclusive. When you're dating, it's like you just met. And when you're hanging out, you're basically married. Can I leave this in? I want to leave parts of this in. Can I leave the whole thing in? Okay, I'm leaving some. I'm gonna. I'll be judicious. This is the Eric Anders Lang show. I'm gonna leave out the part where you said she wasn't last night. You can leave that in. Okay. Look, last night, some some new information arrived. <laughs> you know, I woke up this morning and I felt a little bit more, you know, like, girlfriendy. Well, congratulations. I guess. I'm happy. You're happy. Yeah. Nothing changed. Yeah. For the purposes of simplicity, <laughs> she's my girlfriend. I don't know if I'm her boyfriend, though. How about that? Oh, that's a good question. It's, it is not a two... Like, it's... They're not mutually exclusive. That's a really great thing to point out. Yeah. I can be... Uh, yeah, that's an... I don't know how that works. That's kind of an exchange rate thing. I'll buy your dollars for this. I'll say this, and and I'll be totally honest because you're being totally honest. I called my current girlfriend my girlfriend for far longer than she knew I was calling her my girlfriend. And she was furious when she found out because people kept asking her what I was and she had to be like, oh, a guy I'm seeing because she was nervous that I wouldn't like it. Right, but whenever it asked me, like I would just be like, like when you would ask me, I'm like, yeah, she's my girlfriend. Right, I just don't feel like explaining. Even it was like second date. Yeah, exactly. I was well, I'd, I'd seen her photo on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you're like on the way to the first date, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go be my I, girlfriend. I gotta, drink. I gotta be right back. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, it's like you've never met. It's crazy. They're just words, you know. They're words you say yeah. to other people. It's true. But you don't say them to each other. What's funny is I, I've had a lot of coffees with my with a guy friend. Uh-huh. I've never had a coffee with a boyfriend. Wow. <laughs> it's not too late um, You know what they do in Egypt Have I told you this already? Not at all, no Men holding hands down the street Totally normal Oh, of course, yeah Sorry, I knew this Yes, when I was taking uh, Masri Arabic Egyptian Arabic in college uh, That culture tradition Now, he- hear me out on this Why is it that as a culture We are more comfortable Seeing two men Carry guns As opposed to hold hands In America? Mm-hmm. It's a great question Yeah, I mean I have a lot of whys That I want to get answered and that's, I hate to segue, but that's a reason to listen to this podcast, because who do we have on? Well, we have on Francis, but how does he answer that question? Because he has so many whys that you guys answer. Oh, yeah, he's a why guy. Podcast. He's such a why guy. He's a why guy. Got a lot of love for Francis. If you haven't seen on the YouTube channel, he is a, this is not the best use of his talents, but it is a good use of his talents. Uh, caddied for me in a couple Break 90 films, and... Uh, I mean, I threw it out there in the in the old in the country club. I said, "Can he just go break 75, 72? 
I, I don't know what course. We're going to do it. We have to do it, right? We should just send him to Sawgrass and start over again. Just like season one, like just reboot? Like send him back to Sawgrass. You know what I mean? Like it's a prequel? What if Francis goes out and hit, plays two balls at Sawgrass? Wow. I would watch that. Uh, here's the question, because I have to ask it. The YouTube comments were asking it. Or what about you holding the bag? Role reversal. Master Francis is back? Yeah. Totally down. You just go like... I'd love that. It'd be amazing. The problem is I feel like I'm such a fuck with her that I, I feel like I would fuck with him. Yeah, you would be like... I feel like I would want to have fun more than I'd want him to like succeed. <laughs> You'd be like... It's probably points to my own roadblocks. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's like... You're like three under, huh? Yeah, he'd be like, Francis, don't fuck this up. Everyone's watching. Yeah. <laughs> Literally hundreds of thousands. I was like, you know what the difference is between this and MasterChef, Francis? People can't comment on MasterChef. <laughs> love that it's one time so we were in a real. podcast and uh i was saying something and i was self-editing and i was like oh I, you know i thinking about it like thousands of people might listen to this and you look me dead in the eyes and you're like well no judge like no one's listening to it right now <laughs> <laughs> like we're just in a room you can't think about it like that yeah we're just uh you, you when you you in the when you look in the lens mm -hmm. what do you see that's the rorschach of the influencer right there <laughs> That's incredible. That's an ink blot to to remember. Yeah. Um, just a bit of recap on the RGC week. We dropped the vintage collection. Really exciting. Um, look, only three of you got something, but I know thousands of you came to the site. We want to start kind of doing more vintage stuff. For me, it's just like artwork. I love presenting it online. I love sharing with people. You know, we um, we put it up for like exactly what we paid for, basically, and it's just a fun way to celebrate. Uh, and like show cool stuff. And yeah, maybe we'll come out with a vintage collection someday. I realized I may have made it sound unclear like we were coming out with a collection of vintage things that we had created, but one day that may happen. Um, and obviously the shot heard around the world, the oh most illegal God. shot in golf. The most illegal shot at the oldest course in the world. Kind of like, I mean, you know, not as... I was nervous that we were going to break a window or break like our reputation. Actually, no, nah, let's cut that out. I was nervous that we were going to like issue some serious damage and make it like kind of an embarrassing thing. But the truth is, whatever, you got to see the video. We hit a shot from the Dunvegan over like a 10,000 year old. It would be like going to the pyramids and hitting a shot over the pyramids. Wait. Okay. So Wait. we'll see you next week in Giza. Wait. I did almost get did you. Detained yeah. Egypt. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. They took my drone. They were, they put like, it was a whole story, but you know, they, I, they, I, they like, they were like, do you have a drone in this bag? And I was like, no. And then they were like, open it. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> was that a different time or the same trip as the military base episode? Was that the military base episode? The military golf? That was in India. That was in India. Yeah. And that was another time where that story's insane. You need to tell that story on a pod sometime. What happened on that story? Oh, oh, that was in Nepal. Yes. That's what the I'm leeches? talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we should do a show. Let's do an episode on just AIG stories. It's like, for the, by the way, AIG season seven, coming yeah. before you know it, we're definitely going to do some deep dives, answer yeah. some questions, bring the Q&A back. Yeah. So let's stay tuned AIG for that. Stories. Anyway, let's get into the show. Um, but real quick, head over to the RGC Radio YouTube channel to watch the video podcasts coming out every week. Check out to the regular RGC Films channel to watch the Dunvegan shot. You'll get nervous. Your palms are going to sweat if they don't lay off the magnesium. Uh, we'll see you on the uh, the next ad break. <laughs>